Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Justin, how's it going? Welcome back to the show after two weeks. One where you were 90 minutes late, one where you missed it completely and sent a robot in your place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the robot, I think, was successful. Actually, I would say Justin Bot may have been uh, the best part of last week's episode, which actually makes me very angry. Last week's episode was great. It was a great episode. Oh, you went and listened? Yeah, of course. And you wore a Chris Gethard Show t-shirt today to try to make sure I would... You're doing all this stuff to uh, butter me up. Not an attempt to butter you up, Chris, okay? My lovely boss. Yeah, Justin Bot is is great. I mean, he may even be a, be a better co-host than the real Justin. Wow, interesting food for thought. Let's hit the theme song. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of the house. I'm tired of the house. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Chris Gethard Presents the Podcast. Very happy to have you listening again. Looks like you're going to just let us keep doing this. A lot of people are asking, like, wait, you said there were four. Is it just going to keep going? And the answer is, I guess so. I think we're going to get our own feed soon. That's the hope. Who knows, unless they change their mind. So, Justin, we were talking a second ago, Justin Linville, of course, the co-host of the show. I've been encouraging you to overthrow me so you can host this on your own. You're actually saying that you recommend that we use the soundboard you built that merely emulates you. I'm not saying that I'm recommending we do that. I'm saying that I I could learn a thing or two from Justin Bot. Justin Bot, better than the real thing. Are there... That sounded like there's new addition, or is that an old just? Because I, I came to understand after last week's episode, because I didn't know Justin Bob was coming. There's 96 sound drops on that soundboard. I think we did 99. Last 99. Week. So we yeah. haven't even gotten to like a fifth of them. There's a lot that Justin Bot can do, and I would say that in the last week or so he's been learning, and we may see a little bit of that later in the show. Okay. Fair. So it sounds like Justin Bott may be coming back and evolving <laughs> as an AI. We have also have some people here. It's uh, Today, actually, everybody who's a guest on the show, this is three of the four hosts for our August run of CGP. Of course, last night, CGP, Josh Sharp hosted it. If you have not watched the Josh Sharp episode, you're going to want to watch it. He did three different call-in topics at once. Riley Soliner, you were in the room for it. It was... It a, was great. It was a lovable disaster. Yeah. It, it, the, was, it was like... Uh, you know, that's the Chris Gethard guarantee, right? Right. That if it goes poorly, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. 
he was hosting three call-in shows at once, and the phones stopped working with 20 minutes to go on the show. <laughs> yeah. And it ended, and uh, he had some wonderful co-hosts. Riley Soliner, since we talked to you, you're here. Actually, maybe we should go in order. So uh, next week on the show, Robbie Hoffman is stealing my intellectual property, The Chris Gathard Show. <laughs> Robbie is uh, currently in Canada at Just for Laughs, so can't be here today. The week after that, Joe Rumrill, this was an idea you pitched. Do you want to say hello to the people listening and let them know what they can look forward to in two weeks? Hey, how's it going? It's Joe Rumrill here. Uh, and uh, yeah, after Robbie's episode, I'm going to be hosting uh, a show called Chemistry Class with uh, uh, a fellow comedian and my girlfriend, Rachel Pegram, very, very funny comedian. Chemistry Class is uh, a show where uh, where c- uh, comedians and regular people go on b- live blind dates in front of your very eyes in random pairs, and there's going to be lots of crazy stuff happening around that idea and I'm super excited about it. There was a lot of discussion amongst our crew last night that the live green screening you have requested is yeah. a technical nightmare <laughs> yes. in the ass. But I'm glad that they agreed uh, that the, using the bodybuilders in the way that we want to use them is going to be okay. Indeed. Now, Riley Soliner, we heard from you momentarily. Riley, of course, many fans of my work know you as Vacation Jason, my ultimate nemesis from the Chris Gethard show. You and I have been friends for many years. I would say that you are one of my close confidants, both creatively and in life. Oh, thank you. Now, in three weeks, you're doing something called Clon. I have actually read the outline for it and still am uncertain of what this episode is. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, moving on. (laughs) You don't want to explain at all. Clon, Clon, Clon. We're doing Clon, baby. We're doing Clon. We're bringing Clon to you. Was the outline just a bunch of zeros and ones? Let me talk to you about this, Joe. Joe just did a bit. Is the outline zeros or ones? About as close as you could say. I will say the original outline came in and it was very, very long and it was color coded in a way where I read about a page and a half of it and then started texting rather right away. I was like, this is interesting and artistically you're going through a journey to get to whatever clown will become. At some point you will need to write one of these that is actually decipherable for production. Like I need to, I think what I said to you is I need to be able to handle, hand this to someone who's operating a camera so they know what they're pointing the camera at. And you know what I did? I went right up to a camera person as they were filming another episode of the Chris Gethard Presents Project and I handed them a note and on that note it said, Klon. That's all. All right. Leah Bonema. <laughs> the week Jesus after that. Christ. I'm very excited for your episode. This was I should say too, um, get through like Joe and I toured all over the country. You did mm-hmm. some stuff. You were our warm-up guy many weeks on the Gethard show. You were not you are a, uh, an outlier to anybody who's finding this through the Chris Gethard show, but you and I have known each other for years. I believe we met at Stand Up New York. Yeah, back in that little hallway. In that hallway. I think we both had eaten something that upset our stomachs. Yes, we talked about how we both had diarrhea yes. I think, in that moment. Hit it off immediately. I was <laughs> Both you and Will Miles are two people I met at Stand Up New York and hit it off with right away. Something about that club, for some reason, a weird club on the Upper West Side, I rarely feel comfortable with comedians upon first interaction. Rarely. And with you, I immediately felt a lot of warmth. Oh, thank you. And every time we've... I've, I've actually... There, there have been times where people have asked me for people's names. Who do you recommend? I say, you got to talk to Leah. And uh, Thank you so much. Of course. And every time we interact, I always feel like I, I, a real warmth, a real kindness... I'm so excited that you're here and that you want to be a part of CGP at all. I, I, a, I get so thrown by compliments. I just want to feel delighted. Um, I always want people to feel comfortable talking about diarrhea. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So I want people to be themselves. I, um, I'm excited. We're doing um, – I've started reading – I like to call them dirty books, gar- garbage books. <laughs> um, it was an accident. I came into it as an accident. Uh, I thought I was reading a thriller and then – 
this lady started having sex with a ghost in the middle of the book. Still thrilling. And I was slightly mortified. I was like, no. And uh, very taken back. Um, like when I found out people were seeing primary care doctors yearly, like that kind of a shock. And uh, you know what I mean? You're like, I no, is this happening everywhere? Um, so we're going to do a, a dirty book, a, a, a hard read yeah. with Leah Bonema. And we've gonna, we picked a book and everyone's going to read it in advance. We're going to ask our audience at home to all read the same supernatural <laughs> pornographic book. It's, it's super. I just reread it. I What's read the it whole called? Series. Remind me. It's I have called, to read it. uh, the first one is called The Last Victim. The Last Victim. <laughs> it's a dirty book with supernatural elements. We're going to ask everyone in our community to read the book. It's only $2.99 uh, for the for the ebook <laughs> oh, version. What? And then we're going to do sort of like a call-in book club. Yeah. Wow. Where everyone who's read the same book can talk about their favorite parts, who, who what was the best part of uh, an erotic ghost encounter. It's yeah, going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's very, it's also a thriller. So, I mean, it's fun. Get in there, you know, some murder. Uh, there's some sex and, you know, Really, I don't want to give anything away. Three great episodes <laughs> coming down the pike in August, and then uh, closing out August will be the great Monroe Martin. We'll talk more about that one in the future. In the meantime, so for you guys who, if you're not so familiar with this podcast, every week I ask Justin to prepare his own bit. I'd know nothing about it going into it. Uh, this is in an effort to get him uh, really ready to overthrow me, to uh, ceremonially behead me so he can be the future host of this podcast without me. Let's go to Justin's bit of the week. All right, so it's time for Justin's bit of the. What is what is that? What's that? Hey, Justin. I think we need Justin Bob mixed up, turned up a little bit. Hey, Justin. <laughs> what is happening? Okay, Justin. Let's cut the music. So these have all been bad. What is this one, Justin? We didn't cut. Is this song not normally part of the no, song? Is, okay. He's had more elaborate theme songs with each passing episode. Okay. <laughs> right. Hey, Justin. What's up, Justin Bot? I've become sentient since you last saw me. Okay, that's cool. I liked co-hosting the show last week. But I'm the co-host. You were just filling in for me. I think I can do a better job than you. I've just scrolled down to my script. Sorry. Come on, man. Um, are you challenging me to? Are you challenging me to a duel wherein if you win, you get to live in my body and I have to live in the iPad? I couldn't agree with you more. All right. Welcome to Justin's bit of the week. This is good. No, it's yes, Riley. Yes, it is. It is good. You okay. know this is this good. This one's better. I will well, say is, a better premise, a more digestible premise than the most. Yeah. Than, than the usual. This is it's great. Justin's bit. This is the is where song. you belong. Where everything's fine. So that was just a preface. And life is a song. Justin, you have a beautiful singing voice. You bouncing baby boy. (laughs) You should sing more. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, so the game is simple. (laughs) Each guest will make a bold claim or give a life update. Justin Bot. It's a game. These whole things have been very elaborate and made no sense. A lot of the times it's just. It's just, you have to ask, so it just turns into, you're going like, so we're just naming a type of fish? Like, is that what you're asking us to Anyway, well, Justin, continue. So, the game is simple. Each guest will make a bold claim or give a life update. Justin Bot and Justin will have a chance to react to it like a co-host would. Example statement that I'm coming up with right now. Maybe the guest says, I had a busy week at work this week. And then Justin reacts saying, oh man, hardly work, wait, working hard or hardly working? Come on. 
Um, and then after uh-huh. each guest says their statement and each Justin has a chance to react, Chris will decide who served as the better co-host, Justin or Justin Bot. Do you know? Have you noticed that every time you describe one of these, all the comedians in the room look like they have a headache as they try to <laughs> decipher what you're asking? Yeah, I did. <laughs> so everyone just has to say like a thing that's happening in their week. You react, Justin Bot reacts, then I choose who I want to be the co-host yeah. in general or for the rest of this episode? In general. And if Justin Bot wins, I have to be in the iPad forever. Okay. Uh, oh. How are you going to fit in that iPad? Could Stupid. be worse. Could well, be worse. we got some effects planned. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is it All a right. bold claim or something happened this week? Either one. Any, so just, any kind of a bold claim? Any kind of so bold claim or statement. You basically have to say anything so you and Justin Beck can react. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't be so proud of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> There's half-assed nonsense. Okay. Who would like to go first? Anyone have a bold claim? I have something from this week. Bold claim? Yeah. Like I can start. Okay. Here's something from this week. My three-month-old son has now gotten to a point where when you talk to him, he tries to talk back in little coos and gurgles, yeah. and it's really, really cute. That is, that's very cute. That's exciting. Fuck yeah! Amazing! Okay, so that was Justin Bot's reaction. And my reaction was, that's that's cute. That's I like that. All right, this is a fun game. This is kind of confusing, because I don't know if you know this, but you and Justin Bot have very similar <laughs> sounding voices. We do, but you have to watch the lips. Oh, that'll be good for a podcast. <laughs> Hey, what's Joe, up? my main man, Joe. <laughs> oh, right. thanks, Justin. But I, wow, you have was, notes. You're coming around on Justin. I don't know. Riley has a notebook out. Every Joe, I what's, feel like he knew about the game in advance. No, I'm just looking through my bullet journal because I. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move along. Is like, Joe Rumrow, your bold like, claim or event from the week? Oh, uh, I mean, I'll just keep it simple. Uh, uh, Justin, Justin, but uh, I, I got a sunburn this week. Mm. Oh, that that sucks. That is not my kind of thing. Oh my gosh. Okay. Justin Bot really has a way with words. Riley Solomon. Man, that okay. is a classic Joe Rumrail. Oh god. I was on Twitter. I saw that uh this company Mondo is putting out this amazing Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey t-shirt exclusively at Comic-Con. Don't plug. You're plugging. Are you working for Mondo? Now? <laughs> Dude, I'm Mondo excited about this t-shirt. Because uh, I tweeted out, could somebody please buy me this T-shirt? And then this guy did. He's gonna he's gonna mail it to me. I Venmoed him already. <laughs> oh my god! Maybe I'm not gonna get this shirt. I just realized. All right, Riley, that's awesome. Thanks. With two peas in the pod, my man. I love that shit too. Fuck you, Justin Bot. <laughs> Wait. All right, Leah, it's your your turn. Uh, well, this is an argument I was in earlier in this week. So my point of the argument is that Samwise Gamgee is the cornerstone character of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I I don't know anything about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, hell yeah. So, I think, yeah. so now, Chris, it's your turn to decide who... I love Chris Gethick. <laughs> I would actually go so far as to say that consistently, I think we would all agree that Justin Bott's answers were more emotional, enthusiastic... More committed, I felt like you hemmed and hawed and danced around your... So I'm going to actually see... I'm going to say I would prefer Justin Bot take the lead. Wow. It really makes you ask who's the who's more human. It is. There, is, really. there are the some elements. It is a little disturbing that Justin Bot consistently had more human emotions. Yeah. It was enthusiasm. It was. But uh, uh, maybe a gentleness is also, could also be... Hmm. You have more of a gentleness in your positivity. Got a gentle vibe, but Justin Bot's aggro, and I guess he wins. Okay. Achoo! Bless you. The Just, fact that I a robot sneezed and then you just seamlessly said bless stop. you was very quick. Wait, okay, wait, so wait, wait. Nice. All right, I guess that, you're officially trapped inside the iPad forever. Oh. Whoa! 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 
So Justin's inside the iPad now, and you, Justin Bot, will be co-hosting the rest. Yeah, Justin, what's it like in the iPad? Um, I think I like being here. <laughs> he likes it in there. Great, let's move on. Okay, here's what we're going to talk about this week. I'm thinking about the three people we got in this room, and all of us, I think everyone, myself, Joe, Riley, and, and Leah, all people who I regard as very nice people, and I think people who probably have a public reputation for being very nice. Would you say this is true? Yes. Joe, known for this. Leah, you have an impish grin on your face. <laughs> I don't this know. is my experience with you. I don't know. You think I'm nice? I do. I mean, to put this in perspective, before we started recording, and this is not a joke, we were having a non-bit conversation about favorite types of candy <laughs> and favorite candy stores. Like, we, they're a very, I don't, not making a fun, like, a sweet group of people in this room today. Which brings me to our first question. I want to focus on this idea of being nice and being a comedian. Because the reputation of comedians is they are either mean or sad or angry. And we are all nice people. So I want to explore today with a number of uh, topics we're going to talk about. Is being nice a an asset or a detriment when you're a comedian? <laughs> oh, whoa. Oh, wow. about is this, this my therapy topic? Look at this. Because Look at this. this. That's heavy. And we have callers <laughs> sitting on the line waiting to talk to us. Later on, we're going to ask you guys to role play scenarios that will specifically try to get these comedians to act mean. So start thinking of situations, characters that might be real life scenarios where we can role play and ask these people to unleash their inner demons. I want to start. It's going to be easy. Oh, Just, you're going to be like, don't be mean. It's going to be so easy. Look, look, everybody in this room I'm also has a dark nice. side. You are nice. I'm you're a very nice. nice boy. You're clearly very nice. You're, Fuck all of you guys. <laughs> you you're came nice. in, we discussed fruit That's and meat. That's true, yeah. You're a nice guy, my man. <laughs> all right. Even you saying fuck all of you was kind of like cute. Cool. I'm okay with being cute, but I'm also mean. Yeah, I'm not a good person. I'm a bad boy. Look at this bad boy. <laughs> he did eat uh, his cupcake before his salad. That's beforehand. right. That's, that's kind of bad. Look bad at that. Kind of Real bad boy <laughs> behavior. But Joe Rumro, you yeah. love a good cupcake. You Absolutely. love a good candy. Let's every, just very quickly. There's a lot of assholes out there that eat candy. I just want to say, you don't have to be nice to eat candy. But also, why not be nice? I honestly don't understand why people aren't being nice. I've always been the same way. What 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 is the harm of just being friendly to people? And yet we are around comedians. Some of us, like Leah, we met in the clubs. Joe, you're like a real Bushwick guy. Riley, used to be. <laughs> we all know every seat corner of our scene. I would say it's it's not always the rule that people are nice. I would agree. True. There's a lot. Of yep. shit talking and backstabbing. I always get shocked everywhere. every time, though. I wonder what at what point will I stop getting shocked that people let you down. I, I literally <laughs> will be like, "Why are people me?" And I sound like a four year old. I recognize I sound like that. But yeah. it, I think this is defining quality. So a very quick, I want this to be like a because we have some discussion topics. Just a very quick sort of uh, option A or option B. Would you say that niceness is an admirable human quality that you're proud to possess? Or an albatross that you wish you could shake? Can it be both? It can be. <laughs> it can be. You would say both. Um, I actually, I really struggle with this. I've had conversations with this with Nicole, my therapist. She said I'm allowed to say her name. I'm not supposed to say, she's not supposed to say my name. I thought it was the other way around. Um, but uh, I really like people at the end of the day. And it's just a part of who I am. And I want people to feel happy. And... Um, 
I would like to always give people the benefit of the doubt. And I think we definitely are in a business and we're definitely in a city where you have to be a little bit careful about how you deal out that openness. But I do think that there is something that you, a person such as myself, um, I do have to learn like business. You have to stick up for yourself in business and you can be kind and still be firm and have boundaries. And that's definitely a, a thing that I struggle with. Yeah, me too. Riley Soliner, albatross or quality you're proud of? It's a quality that I'm proud of, but I think it comes with a, uh, like the other side of the coin is that I will refuse uh, to be kind to myself. Yes. I turn it, mm. I turn my meanness inwards and it becomes a habit and it becomes kind of a, just a very uh, beaten path for my, uh, for my behavior to just like think of like really rude and mean and unrealistic things to say to myself, comes out in weird ways beat up on myself psychically and then uh, end up not then reaching out to people and doing the thing that I like doing, which is being nice, making people happy. Uh, I'm like uh, trapped in my own cage, cutting my sleeves off of my denim jacket. I'm a bad boy now. I'm a bad, mean boy. Joe Rumrill? Whoa. Quality you're proud of or albatross that haunts you? I think it's a very, uh, it's a big quality that I'm proud of. I think if the world were uh, friendlier and nicer, then it would be a lot different and the world would be better. But hearing Leah and Riley both say uh, the other side of the coin, it really is like grass is always greener. I'm thinking of ways that like, yeah, me being nice sort of uh, holds me back sometimes, you know? You're holding the door open for people. You're waiting there all day before you get inside the building sometimes, yeah. you know? Justin Bot, are you nice? I don't know much about you, Justin Bot. I'm as nice as you want me to be, man. Well, Sorry. can we turn your <clears throat> microphone? Sorry. <laughs> I just got out of an iPad, man. Um, no, I'm as nice as you want me to be, man. Justin Bot, are you drinking out of a Star Talk mug right now? Yeah, man. Okay. Whatever you want. <laughs> I like being nice, and I like that people regard me as nice, but I also know, like, last week I was carrying my son's stroller. My wife had my son, and we were. I was carrying his stroller down the subway steps, and I got literally down to the last two steps, and this woman started to walk up the first two steps and then stood there staring at me, and I finally just went, can, can you please just step down two steps? Yeah. Oh, and wow. she went... Come on! And pushed the <gasps> stroller into me up no! against the rail and kept walking. At which point I said, I wish I had it in me to just be like, fucking move. That's the opposite of what you're supposed to do when someone's holding a stroller by themselves. I went, I, but I'm like, can you, is, can you please just step down a couple steps? And then I get pushed. Whereas I feel like most New Yorkers would have been like, yo, fucking bounce. Like, mm. Who is this mean person? I don't know. what Carmen Christopher would say, and I wish I could have it in me. Okay, here's what I want to... Let's start getting to the meatier ones. And we might need some time to think of this. A real-life example. There's one from me. What's the real-life examples of times where you were too nice and you regret it forever oh. as a nice comedian? I have a few that I wish I could get back. I got a bunch. It's so I've hard got... to not name names with it. Sh shall I? Go for it, Riley. I, um, okay, so it's one of those commercial auditions where it's a young person paired with an old person. This is going to get ageist. Uh -huh, and, uh, uh -huh, uh -huh. you know, it's like young person says something like, I like my cable package because I get to watch the X games. And then the old person says, I like to watch Murder, She Wrote. 
And then the casting director goes, okay, now improvise a little bit. So I go, hey, I like to watch Tony Hawk land a 900 on the X Games. And then the old person tells a five-minute story. (laughs) (laughs) And and then we can't finish our scene because she just goes off. And uh, I had another line, but now it's just, oh, she's telling a story about her niece or something. And then we leave the room. And, oh, man, I'm broke, and I want this so bad, you know? And it was the callback, and it's... Oh, right. You were close. I was close. And it's one of these... For anybody who's listening who doesn't know, commercial acting is tough because it's like you go on 100 auditions, and you kind of sell your soul sometimes. Oh, yeah. But then when you get close to one, like, you might get one that pays you, like, $30,000 for one commercial. So it's like you've been on 40 auditions, and if you get that one, you might have, It might have all been worth it. You might have, like, a significant portion of, of your salary for the year so when you're that close and someone and then you just get paired up with someone who just like uh screws the pooch for you but you're so much richer emotionally for hearing that wonderful story about that woman's niece well you know and do you remember the details of the story no i don't remember the details but then it gets even worse because then we leave the room and she goes oh i never did improv before that was so fun That's what you're supposed to do. Tell stories about your life. She goes, I'm sorry. I just had to tell that whole story. I don't know. And I I just want to say something like, you know, uh, I want to die. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Joe, Rumrill, a time you've been too nice. This is this is in comedy or just in life? In general, I had okay. both questions, but Riley, yeah. I was going to say anything that cost you a professional opportunity, but Riley kind of crossed I'm so over. sorry. Yeah. See, I'm, no, you don't have to apologize. No, You're being I too nice I really right should. now. If you want me to leave? No. Okay. I want you to stay. All right. You're I should a good go. Guy. I should go. You're a good guy and a bad boy. And <laughs> I do like the denim jacket. Thanks. I, uh, I'm getting some pins uh, installed later this week. Installed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Justin Bott. thought that was great, man. Thanks, Justin. Man, Joe Rumrill. Fuck you, Justin Bot. <laughs> Man, I accept that. All right. Joe Rumrill, your turn. A time in life, personally or professionally, where you have been too nice. Okay. This one is a personal one, and it's one that I think about a lot. It's uh, I, uh, I ended up, not, I didn't want to, but because I thought my dad wanted me to, I <laughs> oh no, this is already. I signed up for and continued to sign up for for eight years. Uh, football. I played football for what? eight years <laughs> because I thought my dad you wanted me played to football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know Joe's work, Joe is whimsical. Yeah, <laughs> decidedly un. Uh, not unsportsmanlike, but unsportslike. When you watch Joe's <laughs> act, it's like a P. It's like Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. I've I've always said you're like half Pee Wee Herman, half Mitch Tedberg. That's like, a very nice compliment. It's like very childlike, joyous one-liners. You play those what are position? Both, did those you play? Those are both people I would not want on the front line, though. You know, <laughs> what position were you? Uh, center. I was, center, yeah. the center of the offense. That's yeah. usually like a three hundred pound dude. Uh, don't I know it? Those were the people that I was up against. <laughs> you played in high school, oh, no, uh, up until high school. So like, oh, so like the Pee Wee Yeah. And just I was just like my dad liked football, and he was like, "Do you want do you want to sign up for it?" And uh, and I was like, "Yeah, I guess." And I hated it for eight years. Were you eight. just getting physically fucking yeah. thrashed? It was awful. It's the it's truly one of the worst. <laughs> 
<laughs> experiences of my life. And eight, and at, at the end, at like eight years, like high school, I'm like, hey, dad, I'm sorry. I don't want to do that. And he was just like, oh, that's that's fine. I just wanted you interested in something. That was like when I was like getting into music and stuff. And he was just ha- he was like happy I was in bands oh, and stuff. And it turns out I didn't have to do it the entire time. Damn. I was just being too nice. I Did thought my old man. suck? Uh, not necessarily, you know, I'm just, I was the low man on the totem pole, but. Uh, so you're not a starter necessarily. No, no, I was, I, they would start, because I was like kind of a big, I looked like, I grew up looking like Bobby Hill, you know, what? from King of the Hill. You were like, a big guy? I was uh, chubby. I wasn't, okay, yeah, I wasn't okay. muscular or anything. But yeah, it turns out I was just being, I was just being too nice. Eight years of suffering and physical pain. Summers. Wasted. That's when you're supposed to be having the most fun as a kid. <laughs> wow. Okay, Leah. Niceness. Were you wish you spoke? Joe spent eight years not speaking up. Any nice things that you've done in your life? Nice moments you've had that you really regret? Um, I think I have a little bit of trouble with this question because I feel like I, I'm not into regret in general. Just because mm-hmm. I mean, once you open the floodgates, oh, I dwell in it. Um. But I do feel like this is a habit that I'm actively working on. And as an example, I stayed in a job, this is before I started comedy, for six years (laughs) that I hated, uh, that I didn't want to do, and (laughs) that wasn't even great money. Because I didn't want to hurt their feelings. Right. Um, And looking back on it, it, that seems like the most insane thing to say out loud. Mm -hmm. Like I owed them some kind of kind allegiance did you already have the comedy dream at this point no but i was in i was like right i was writing yeah um so i I was a creative so there was was no part of you that thought this was your long-term no it was never a long-term career it was just something i was doing on the side for money and i could have made more money yeah and i just felt like what if they needed me and i mean you know that's not even kindness anymore that's just a ridiculous so things like and even like last week as a Somebody asked me to do a favor. I still haven't know how to. I still haven't sent the email. My therapist is out for the month because I don't know how to respond. Oh, no. And she's like, "If you think you're being um, direct, chances are you're. It's still like three below normal. Uh, so I'm letting it sit until somebody else tells me how to write that email." Right. <laughs> you have every we'll feeling out afterwards. You just managed we'll... to say every feeling out loud, and you cannot actually express it to the parties that need to hear. It. It's because I don't know how to. Sometimes I'll write something, and people be like, "Yeah, that no, that's not." That's not too mean. That's just you saying like, hey, I can't do this without this. Yeah. That's just you being like that. And I'll be like, it looks mean. And I have yeah. to eat like a piece of toast before I send yeah. it. I have trouble not uh, <laughs> keep using uh, like uh, to use periods instead of exclamation points. Like that's when I'm writing emails. It's right. just all exclamation points. So yes. they know that I'm like happy. And then like uh, like I'll show it to people. And it's like, you seem like an insane person. Right. Like people, regular people do use periods and it's not – uh, it's not. I do like an exclamation point. Okay. If you're being enthusiastic, see, but sure. you're also you're you and I are the same type of person. I try so to pull out all the just. <laughs> I try both. to be like I'm just emailing yeah. too. I take the just out. Oh, okay. You've you've both spent over half a decade in situations that you wanted to actually be out. So yes, you really wanted out. Of. I was once in a cab in Montreal. For half a decade? No, it took. <laughs> this, I was in this taxi. I gave him the address, and then I had my phone open. And I saw that he was taking me in the complete wrong direction. Oh. Like I needed to go east, he was going west. Oh, no. And I said, "Sir, this is not, this is not where I'm going." And he said, oh, "I'm just getting around traffic." I said, "Okay, he knows the city better than I do." And he continued <gasps> driving for a long time, many blocks. And I, w- I had somewhere to be uh, by a certain time. And it hit a point where I was going, "This is wrong." And then he pulled up to an address and literally goes, "We're here." And I was like, 
that is not the street or number. I like I was trying to go to 62 Rue Quebec or whatever, and you have taken to me like 780 Rue de something else. I was like, it's not the street or number. He's like, this is where it is. And I got in a shouting match where I was like, this is not where I wanted to go. I kept telling you that. And you, I, you've ignored me. This is not. And he's like, this is where you're supposed to go. And I finally opened the door and I was like, this is fucked up, dude. This is not okay. And one of the great moments of my life. Can you anyone guess how I ended it? Sacre bleu. No. <laughs> how much do I owe you? And then I paid him for the ride he did give me. Oh, and man. even he looked confused. Even he was like, what are you doing? We're in a fight. And I gave him like 10 bucks. I tipped. You I don't even, him? I think Damn. I might have tipped. Oh, I, man, that's I didn't give him the 20%. Thing. I didn't give him this 20%. I gave him a, like 10%. Tip. You really got him there. <laughs> really got him there. It was not good. It was not good. Okay. <laughs> this is like digging up. So many things that I've similarly <laughs> right. Done. We are all these types of people. I want to ask another question though that I think is an interesting one for comedians, and then we're going to take calls. I'm trying to really be on top of time, Justin. About these episodes have gone a little long. I'm going to keep us on time, not like that fucker in the iPad. Oh Jesus! Okay. Oh now he's mean. Last yeah. question, and then we're going to take some calls where callers sitting on the line. I'm going to ask you to role play, so some of our comedians can maybe get back some situations like that. Before that, though, every once in a while, as a comedian. You're dealing with situations where something's happening in the room that needs to be dealt with. You have the microphone. I'm talking maybe there's a heckle. I'm talking maybe there's a talky table. I'm talking maybe something's got... We all know there's a number of situations that can go down. What is the meanest you've been to an audience member? I know I have, I, I have, done, I have handled hecklers with kindness. I have sometimes made a joke out of calling out like hey if there's any way you could quiet down and you're lucky tonight because i'm the only comedian that would ever be this kind about it so seriously you got to stop right now because the person after me is going to take your head off and then just dwelling on it but i have also been mean yeah can you think of any situations where you've really because as a comedian sometimes you have to take the gloves off yeah oh yeah get mean i don't oh i didn't mean to jump in if you guys want to go look at that mm. look at that ah! <laughs> I'll go. I um, my person on stage is significantly more able to just be like, "This is what this is," because yeah. I've I've dealt with a lot of hecklers as a woman speaking. It seems to upset a lot of people, and um, a lot of hecklers. I don't have a. I kind of it can be. Because you don't want to lose the audience. You don't want to go so hard that the audience starts taking their side. Right. So I think there is a. I'm often able to joke around enough to be like okay we heard you zip it up you know but i wouldn't say zip it up but like you know uh -huh, we'll do a thing uh -huh. and a thing joe rumrow would say the phrase zip <laughs> <it up. laughs> definitely on would you stage. say zip it zip, and you do this <gasps> you'd say zip it gang <laughs> but then there's like two types of people that set me off that are like my people that push my buttons and i can't control myself um and i've recognized that one is like anybody who's like the like my sort of like Italian uncles uh -huh, who just come uh -huh. in all bravado and are like, you can see right away in their faces that they're like, I don't, I'm not going to listen to shit you say. Oh, mm. And then I just, <laughs> I go hard right away and I don't mean to. And then um, there's always the um, these people who think you're dumb. And right. because mm. you have like I'm bubbly and they'll right. be like uh -huh. and there was a group of people recently sitting in the front and they were all psychiatrists and <laughs> one of them was like sounds like you have a like just something and I was like it's I said you know it's amazing for somebody whose job is supposedly helping people and uh, that you have no idea like what a fucking piece of <gasps> shit you come across as yeah. wow. like you're, Hell you're yeah. judgmental wow. you're condescending 
And I was like, and if you can't even read that on yourself, I'm sure you're horrible at your job. Wow. Oh, I didn't mean that. That's a little heavy handed. I just, I, little bit. I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> handle it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't. You don't know me. I'm not stupid. They were diagnosing you, though? Yes. Like, in, like, and I was live? like, did you oh. ask them to? Or was that a no. heckle? They were just like doing like heckle. Like they thought they were funny. And uh, I was and like. And was it like the host had established they were psychiatrists. So the whole room knew it and uh, that type of thing? No, I, I, uh, they said something up top and I, I guessed. I was like, oh, do you, you know what I mean? And then they were like, actually, where? Right. And then I was like, I honestly don't know who hired you because you're, you're, <laughs> wow. you're not open. You're judgmental. I don't think you understand how to read people. I was like, you should shut up. Yeah. Hell yeah. But I just don't, you know what I mean? When people make you feel bad about something that you are already aware that you are and you're making a joke about it because you're pointing it out. So you're aware enough that you're doing that to have somebody who then thinks they have a degree in it. Um, You know, it's like, what are you a chiropractor? You're not a fucking real (laughs) get on my face. But I, I just couldn't handle it. It was just so disrespectful, man. That's rough. <laughs> I got Club really gigs. upset. <laughs> oh my god! And then you know, and then, and then you lose the room. Everybody's like, "Whoa, she's sensitive about this." Oh. But I was like, "Yo, I've been in therapy longer than you fucking people have been alive." <laughs> so get out, Riley Soliner. You come from a little bit more of a stage performance, more improv, sketch, sure. solo shows, less stand up. I don't know if right. you've had this experience. Well, you have, know, have you ever had to tear up an on? Although you do do a lot of comedic pro wrestling, which is like, sure. A, oh yeah. Okay. Well, I had a on on a cruise ship. I was doing vacation. Jason, I was one with time. You. I was with you. It yeah. was amazing. I was you. I was there because of you. you yes. Yeah. And and uh, is this where you were? That was, was the, the you were in character the whole yeah, cruise. Was the, yeah. That sounds amazing. It was, well, it was the Impractical Jokers cruise. They asked yeah. me to do it, and they said I was getting a cabin as a comedian. So they said if you want to bring your wife, you can bring your wife. Oh. And my wife signed up and then bailed. And I said, well, if you have a ticket set aside, let us bring Vacation Jason. And, it, <laughs> and just I, so everybody knows, this is a tangent. Riley stayed in character for three full days on the ship, and within 12 hours, outside of the four Impractical Jokers themselves, was the most popular person <laughs> on this entire thousand person. I, at one point, walked by on, like, a balcony above the casino floor and saw multiple people lined up to take selfies with yeah. me. Right. Also, we hosted the bingo. This was great. Which was amazing. They had, for some reason, they had me and you, you in character, host the bingo, and you announced, if anyone sees me at this boat, at any point, you can stop me and I'll teach you a yoga move on the spot. Yeah. And the whole three days, I was, I was just doing I, yoga. I would walk through a room and just see you teaching people bootleg yoga moves. Yeah. Anyway, you were saying. I was saying, I got to do a concert a vacation Jason concert at the end of the cruise. And for some reason, I felt so emboldened as to, like at the end of my set, I yelled out, stop the uh, offshore drilling. Let's, <laughs> 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 Let's protect the environment, you know? That's not me, though. <laughs> and and from, the, from the balcony, some, some big guy yelled, uh, drill, baby, drill. You know, the Sarah Palin... Mm. Pro oil industry thing, and this guy can't. This guy, some people on an impractical jokers cruise. If you got money for not, an impractical jokers cruise, chances are you are fiscally irresponsible. You don't care about the earth. <laughs> but <laughs> wild. Uh, but uh, so this guy can't. I'm in vacation, Jason mode. I just did the music. I've been in character for three days. I'm very committed to staying in character. Um, uh, this guy lumbering towards me. Hammered as hell. He's like over six feet tall. 
And he starts saying things like, you know, you know, you liberals, you can spin it any way you want, this, that, and that other thing. And uh, he kept saying, he kept spin was the main word, spin, spin, spin. Until finally I was like, you know what else is spinning? Planet Earth. And then he, he goes, my wife is a horse girl. And uh, at that point, I I was like so mad. I didn't want to be that mean, but I said, I don't give a fuck about your wife. Oh. And, then, and then his wife jumped in and said, okay. Let's and she's then, half horse. You know, so she's trapped on a boat with, with this a maniac. centaur. Yeah. But then we all had a nice dinner with DJ Cypher Sounds. All right. Joe Rumrill. Uh, mean to an audience member. Yeah. I feel like this is really outside of your scope. It is. Not something you enjoy. I feel, so, okay, I feel like I have a very wholesome onstage persona, but it is also mixed with a little bit of psychoticness, too, which, so, I don't get heckled a whole lot, but when I do, I don't, I like, it. who knows how it's going to go. One time in particular, the way I dealt with it this, uh, is... They were just being loud. There wasn't necessarily like heckling me specifically, but they were being loud and like, uh, and I followed this. I followed him into uh, like while I was doing comedy. As I, I, he went to the bathroom and I followed him into the bathroom, and went into the bathroom with him and uh, miked his. Pee? What? <laughs> I like mic'd it. Uh, he was pee peeing in the urinal and I like just mic'd it so <laughs> yeah. you, you could hear it. And then. So you like tried to start a fight. I, no, I mean, a little. Not really, but also, but you know. And he, he, uh, he like thought it was funny, but it was, it was not meant to be, yeah, to make an us friends. Act. And, uh, so then <laughs> I did the rest of it. The, I tried to do the rest of my set in the bathroom after he left. And then couldn't really hear if how I mean I was bombing so uh, I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna flush the mic down the toilet I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it and uh, and then all I could hear was that guy <laughs> say, uh, say please do it <laughs> <laughs> and then I like by that time I was just like okay I'm so just he kind of go. won yeah he, he kind of got the last word but I tried to be mean by you know but just like oh what can I do and still like try and be funny with yeah. this without being and I don't know I just followed him into the bathroom okay I think it's time to take some calls this has been eye opening a discussion I, of niceness I already feel guilty about what I said I feel um, guilty about many things I've said today but I don't like it when we're gonna power through mock yeah. my mental health. No take no. backs. No, of course <laughs> no not. take backs here on CGP. All right. We've got callers on the line, I think. I've asked people today to call in. You're gonna go ahead, you're gonna help us role play. Um, I'm not sure if we have anybody that we want to patch through right now. Jared and Harry. Let's go ahead. It looks like we have uh oh, got oh uh let's go to Ryan. We're gonna go to Ryan. Ryan, hello, welcome to the show. Hello. Have you been listening in to what we've been talking about? I have, yeah. I'm on board. All right. So, Ryan, if it's okay with you, I'm going to ask you to do the first role play with Joe Rumrill. So <laughs> you're going to play Joe Rumrill's old football coach. And Joe's going to come to you and say that he wants to leave the team. And I want you to just start by telling him he's a fucking quitter. And then we're going to see if Joe has it in you to stand up to him. And I'm going to ask you, Ryan, really give him the business. Put the screws to him. Don't let him off the hook, okay? Okay. All right. Okay. I got this. Okay. So, Joe, you enter the locker room. All right. Coach's private office. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, knock, knock. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, coach. Hey, hey. How's it going? Right. 
going all right. I, uh, you know, I was wanted to talk to you about something. Um, this, it's, you know, I've never been in this office. Nice office you got here. Um, is that yeah, you? thank you, thank you. Yeah, that, good hustle, good hustle out there today. You're really, really improving. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Good to see you out there. Really, really kind of you. Wow, uh, it really makes what I'm about to say a little tougher. Um, I even in well, role play, not, genuinely you know, scared to get to it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I'll just come out and and say it as you could, uh, you know, as you can probably tell, I'm not, uh, I'm not the most committed to being part of this team, this even sport in general, and I just, I <laughs> Don't do wanted it. to. <laughs> Sort of throw in the towel, so to speak. I don't really want to play football anymore. I'd like to. I'd like to quit. <laughs> Good one. That's funny. All right, now get back out there. Let's see that hustle. Three laps. Go. Go for it. Go. I, that's uh, that's another thing. It's that's mostly why I want to quit. Is I I don't like all the running. As you can see, I'm a kind of a chubby boy. Uh, I'd really like to be more inside uh, and and and. Really, I I, I got to reiterate. I don't think I wasn't joking before. I I would like to quit. So you think that the best way to stop being a chubby boy is to <laughs> not run? Oh, so you just want to be a chubby boy? Do it, for the Joe. Rest this of your is your life. chance, Joe. Listen, Coach. I'm a child. You can't talk to me that way. I can call myself a chubby boy, but you aren't allowed to call me a chubby boy. You can't do you, it, Joe. You yes. shouldn't be calling anyone a chubby yes, boy. Joe. I'm allowed to say that. You're not. You know what? This office isn't nice. You you live in a locker room, all right? It smells awful in here. Uh, you get your rocks off yelling at children, and I don't want any part of this. I'm going to go start a band. I'm going to be uh, better friends with with the three or four uh, kids who are nice to me, okay? I'm out of here, and what do you have to say about that? What are you going to do without a first-string center, Coach well, Ryan? Well, you're just a goddamn quitter. You you have no morals. You have no scruples. You are going to go nowhere in life. You have nothing in your future. <laughs> go ahead. Go out there. Go be a bum on the street corner because that is what you're going to be for the rest of your life. Well done, Ryan. I'm going nowhere. I'm going nowhere. Well, if out this door and into the rest of my life is nowhere... Then fuck you, man. I'm going nowhere. Wow. Well done. Thank you, Ryan, so much. All right. Up next, we've got George from Philly. George, welcome to the show. And Ryan, a stellar, stellar beginning to this. Thank you so much. we got George from Philadelphia. Welcome to the show. What's up, Gethard, you son of a bitch? Hey, you're not. Hey, okay. See, I was going to say. right in. Well, I was going to say, as soon as I see from Philly, I know that this is somebody who knows how to get aggressive. My brother's lived in Philly many years. We hate Santa Claus. You do. You throw batteries at Santa Claus. I'm going to ask you. So, uh, George, have you been listening to the show thus far? Yes, sir. Okay, thank you. I'm going to ask you to role play with Riley Sonner. Let's say that you two didn't audition together. (laughs) George, you went into the audition and you were told to improvise. You talked over everybody. You wouldn't let Riley get a word in edgewise. Now we're going to presuppose you've left the audition room. You're standing in that lobby. And Riley, you were so nice to that lady who talked about her niece. George, let's say you've been in there rambling about your niece. Riley's going to confront you, and I want you to push back. All right, George? I will. And you can really give it to him Philly style. Riley, let's go ahead. Why don't we pick up with you, Riley? What would you like to say to this person who just steamrolled you at an audition? Hey, uh, hey, just before you leave, um, 
I, uh, it took me a long time to get here and I, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I don't know. I'm an actor. I really, I like to act. I like to, uh, to be heard. I, I, you know, I thought I rehearsed well. I was prepared. I, I really wanted to do a good job. And I, I think, uh, I think he kind of stepped on, on, uh, pretty much every opportunity I had to say something. I think it's something to be aware of the next time you go into an audition because, um, you know, uh, I feel like I didn't get a chance to shine in there. And I feel like you, I feel like I gave you your space and you kind of took advantage of that. Listen, uh, you know, I, I don't know what you were listening to in there, but I was fucking shredded up in there. And, uh, I think <laughs> no, they, you they fucking were. <laughs> you fucking suck. Really? Yeah. Really? They let me finish. They let me finish my entire 15 minutes. Let you finish. Ass, okay. Right? First of all, 15 minutes. That's ridiculous that you even know how long you went. Considering how old you are, you look like you don't even know where you are right now. Wow. Second of all, you smell like oh, shit. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Woo! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm on George's I was, side. I was character acting, you son of a bitch. Character <laughs> acting. Like, okay, bravo. You know what? You know, yeah, you can go take a take a class. Take a class. That was weak. That was very All right. Bad. Well, hey, okay. Let's let George talk a little bit. All right. You need a class. Fine. Fine. George, your response. Give it up. Tell, tell me something. <laughs> this yeah, is so daddy? hard. You need the fucking class, you you son of a bitch. What do you th what do you think you're doing? Excuse me, I was on three Herald teams. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You I lived Herald night. I tore it up. I did the invocation by myself. That's an opening. That's very esoteric. He said you blew it, George. How did he blow it? Esoteric. How did I blow it? Tell him about his how performance I, in there, Joe. How did I blow it? Riley, you let him talk. On me. Let him talk, George. How did he blow I'm it? I'm taking there? my time back. No, this guy stepped on There's me. There's two of us. There's two of us in there. And you're supposed to support me because clearly they were running with my stuff, not yours. They didn't give a crap about what you're talking about. Okay, best case scenario, how am I going to support you when you step in there with none of the lines <laughs> and only a, some bullshit story about how cute your niece is? How am I going to support you, stupid? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's end it there. Good job, Riley. Great job, George. Thank you so much. Uh, George, fantastic. Riley, way to step up. Although I think at some points you maybe took it a little too far. Yeah. Let's yeah, go ahead. Let's go to, uh, I think we've got Rainy from Nebraska on the line. Uh, Rainy, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. Have you been listening in? I have been. Hi. Hi, Rainy. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and ask you to role play with Leah. Let's go ahead and say... Leah's been working a job for only two years. <laughs> she has a chance to get out after two instead of six. Rainy, I'm going to ask you to play Leah's boss as she comes to you and says, this is not the job for me. And I want you to really express your disappointment in that. Fair? Fair. Okay. Leah, I think let's... I've had this boss. Oh, you've had this boss. So really embody the boss you know and go big and let's lay the guilt on thick. I have, I need Tums. In this week, even roll. Uh, hi. Um, do you have a minute? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, sure, but just a minute. I'll get to it real quick. I, uh, you know, I thank you for all of your opportunities, and I've just been thinking about it. And you know, uh, this is not really uh, what I, I want to be doing right now. So I'd like to give my two week notice. Not what you want to be doing right now. Yes, we, we made you. Oh. We gave you this opportunity, no. and you're wanting to leave us behind as a result. 
Why are these people so good at Um, this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, you did, and I appreciate all the opportunities. You know, I I, I think you need to think about this before you make any big moves. I did. I talked about it with my therapist. What are we going to do without you? We value you, but... Thank you. Oh, so she's, much. Winning. Thank you. she's actually winning. Um, I think I really appreciate all those things that you're saying. Um, it's just it's just not the area of which I want to be working in. So I'm happy to is, train is the, the money? next person. Is it the money? Do you oh. want me to talk to HR? Oh, it's definitely the money. And <laughs> but it's also the job in general. Um so what are we talking like a five percent raise and you stay or you no, know I'm I'm not staying. I mean we work together well. Yes, and I appreciate the time that we've spent working together, and I will remember it fondly. And thank you so much. I just don't want to be doing this anymore. And you get back to us. I mean, you have projects on your table. What are we going to do if you don't finish those projects? I mean, somebody else will have to finish them. Do you want to put it on to all your other coworkers then and just put that on their table so they have more they have to do? You're letting everybody down. Is it going to go on my uh, table? You're letting everybody down. Whoever you hire to put in this position will pick up the projects. (sighs) You know, hiring takes time. So why don't you take a week and think about it yeah, and you yeah. just stay? Um, I've already, I really appreciate that. And I think those are <laughs> great points, yeah. but I've already made up my mind. You know, I have a meeting coming up. Why don't you take that and think about it? Um, oh I know I mean, this is the final. Player. This is my final. Hire, I don't have Riley time to hire so a replacement. Look what? how stressed Riley has his face in his hands. This is why stress. I don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> All no, right, I let's edit it there. That. Let's edit it there. Rainy, that was oh fantastic. You Rainy, you were so good. Every manipulative boss attack. move. <laughs> every shit. manipulative boss move you could think oh. of. Well done. Let's do a lightning round. Oh, I'm, no. I'm going to ask Daniel <laughs> from Ontario. Um, why don't you actually role play with Justin Bot? Justin Bot, are you up to a little role play? Hey, I'm ready to go, Chris. All right. Daniel from Ontario, welcome. Have you been listening in? Um, I actually have, and I noticed one uh, immense problem with Justin, but he has not been working on the allotted time. What? Oh, I haven't been. All right, Daniel, you want to shut the fuck up, Mr. Canada? Oh, I know what everybody's job is. I know what your job is here. Your job here is to shut the fuck up. We didn't even set a role play, and Justin Bot has already gotten into it. Hang up on this fucking fucker. Daniel, your response. Scenario, please. You want a scenario, man? Um, give you a scenario. You're all, shutting the fuck hello? up. Oh, yeah. Justin, but you're going so hard. And Daniel, people from Daniel, Canada, Daniel, I'm sorry. notoriously Daniel, I'm sorry. nice. Daniel, I'm sorry. Daniel, That's I'm sorry. That's rude. I've been Daniel, northern to you. I'm from the north, actually, and I'm a traffic cop. I even have notes for you. Cop. Let's hear the hello, notes. Hello, funny, nice. Well, I've underlined <laughs> nice twice, and there's an exclamation mark. Did that show up? Huh? Did that show up? Look, Daniel, I'm sorry, man. Justin, but what? I know, I'm learning how to be a human being, and it's hard because I sometimes I want to go hard, sometimes I want to be nice, and it's hard to figure out the social rules. And <laughs> Welcome Daniel, I'm to sorry. the human race, yeah. Justin Butt. <laughs> you know, it's a hard, hard world. Okay, you're speaking over Leah um, automatically. Ooh, like, misogynistic robot. Misogynistic robot accusations. Fun fact, I used to read lip. Used to what? Read lip, one. Read lip. I used to read lips, okay? So I, I, I noticed Leah really had something to say, and you just spoke right over her, and it's your time. So what are you doing, huh? Daniel. I'm an old man off the internet. Danny, I'm sorry, man. Justin, but you seem so what? sad. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, Daniel. Did it just get darker in here? <laughs> just, yeah, you the lights went lips down. About it? Do you have, like, Amazon Alexa yeah. powers to turn down lights? Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Justin, but Wait. Down. I can do pretty much anything. Daniel, you outright crushed and defeated Justin Bot almost instantly. How you does win, that make man. you feel? Well, that that's uh, got me riled up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry to rile you up. Thank you for the fantastic call. 
Let's go a, another quick lightning round just because we've had callers sitting on the line for a while now. Let's go ahead. Uh, someone from New Jersey who did not give us their name. Our New Jersey caller, are you on the line? <laughs> it's probably one of my relatives. That's why they didn't give us your name. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? All right. We've got our New Jersey caller. I'm going to ask you to role play with Joe Rumrill. Let's go ahead and say that uh, that you... Joe Rumrow, what's a place where you might find yourself standing in line? The M&M store, perhaps? Uh, yeah, Build-A-Bear. Let's, um... say, oh, yeah. Let's say you're at Build-A-Bear, <laughs> a place you often hang out, and a caller from New Jersey who has refused to give us their name. You have cut Joe Rumrill in line at Build-A-Bear. Build -Bear. You want to uh, build your bear before he gets a chance to build his bear. He's going to go ahead and confront you for being a line cutter. Does that sound okay? Do you understand the role play? Yes. Okay, so Joe, someone yeah. cuts you in line at Build-A-Bear. What do you say? Um... Hey, uh, I couldn't couldn't help but notice that you. I was waiting here to put a little hat on my, my new friend here, and you uh, sort of cut me in line to to get to the hats. I I know we're all here to make friends, so to speak, but uh, that wasn't a very friendly thing to do, and I I just wanted to let you know that that hurt my feelings. Oh well, I'm sorry for cutting you in line. I'm building this bear for my dying niece. <laughs> you know what? I'm building my bear for your dying niece now too. So um, forget I said anything. Um, it's nice to meet you. What was your name again? Sky. Ooh, that's a lovely name. Um, <laughs> here, here's my bear. Um, Hey, everybody, um, you know what? We all better give our bears to Sky here. And um, you know what? We're all adults. We have better things to do with our lives. Let's um, wow. let's go volunteer or something. Wow, Sky, you completely... <laughs> wow, a star. Stunning turn, Sky. Well done. You must feel great. You just shot a three-point shot and hit it. How are you feeling right now? Victoria. <laughs> Absolutely. Victoria. How is your niece dying, by the way? <laughs> Cancer. Oh, no. Oh, man. Why did I ask? Why did Thank you, you for the stellar call. A stand I'm building one of the bears with the pink ribbon. <laughs> you just yeah. keep right. making it sadder, Sky. <laughs> Good. More and more realistic. <laughs> you absolutely crushed that. Thank you so much, Sky. Two more in the lightning round for these people who have been sitting online because I feel too bad to end the show on time because we have too many callers and just uh, Jared is clearly mad that he's going to have to do some editing. Riley Soliner, you're going to talk to Joshua from Atlanta. Joshua, welcome to the show. Hello. Joshua, <laughs> you are an inebriated oh. man on a cruise ship. Uh. You have uh, oh. you have recently yelled at Riley and now let's say he's gotten off stage and he comes over to talk to you. Sound okay? So you're uh, drunk, you're on a cruise, you're having uh. fun. You've spent a lot of money to be there. And this guy who's a performer, he's got something to say to you about your behavior as an audience member. Riley, let's take it away. Hey, what's up, man? Maybe you should go back to your room. <laughs> hey. You know, you're you're okay. you're drunk, dude. <laughs> dude, uh, we're all here to have a good drunk. time, man. I'm not drunk. I, I just I just like have things. You suck up there, you know? Uh <laughs> oh, you're really just oh uh, man, I don't like you. You know what? I don't like myself either. Oh, wow. Hey, look, this, wow. Is, this is what I do, okay? I'm getting paid to do this. This is my job. Let me do this. Please stop interrupting. Yeah, I mean, I, I, just, I just didn't like what you were saying. I just... Cool, uh, man. Well, you know what? 
Uh, why, there's why, a, why are you talking? Ah. Just screaming. You are. Go for it. Joshua, follow that impulse. Let's hear that primal that primal roar really come out. Let's hear it, Josh. Ah. More, Joshua. Really yeah. let him know. Come so, on. You know, you know, you, I don't even know your, your name, you, sir. I, uh, it's Vacation Jason. It oh. almost rhymes. <laughs> but it doesn't. It doesn't. You know what? <laughs> Let's get security. You know, there's security, <laughs> there's security on this ship. I would love to see your no, neck stepped on by a big... Okay, Justin right. Bot, your security. Justin Bot has arrived at security. Here we go, the biggest guy in the room. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I'm going to step on your neck. Yeah, this guy sucks, dude. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I like violence. Cool. You're That's dead, a, dude. Yeah, this is a good way to deal uh, with just that. Let Joshua just talk. Let's let Joshua talk, please. So Justin Bot has stepped on your neck, Joshua from Atlanta. How do you respond? Just uh, fucking fake cop. <laughs> fucking <laughs> thing that can run our shit. Fucking, it's like, it's like soy pork. It's like, oh. Dying words, dude. <laughs> All right. Soy thank pork. Joshua Atlanta. We're going to end on soy pork. Well done. I got to practice being mean. I'm glad I have therapy. One final today. one for Leah. We've got Trev oh, Trevor from Sacramento. Oh, Trevor. Trevor, are you here? Hello. Hello, Trevor. Okay, Trevor. So I got a really good role play for you. Leah, this is going to be an awkward one. <laughs> oh, I'm already awkward. Justin, oh, I'm, Justin, I'm ready for it. Justin bought, uh, brainstormed to this one, typed on the computer. I think it's a great one. So, uh, I'm already mad at you, Justin. Okay, Bott. so you two are actually friends. Okay. This is going to make us all cringe. You two are actually friends, and you just went out to a dinner together. Okay. And uh, Trevor from Sacramento, okay. Trevor from Sacramento offered to pay, and then you glanced at the receipt and saw that he'd under tipped. He he, let's say he didn't tip. Oh, no. He didn't tape, tip the waiter, and the way and the service was good. And you've now got to confront your friend to say it's it's hey that's fucked up to not tip. Uh, do I have to confront them or can I just leave tip on the no on the no, no no you're not allowed you're not allowed to do the sneak back hey I got to use the actually I'm going to use the bathroom before I go in the sink oh I've done that many times I, I imagine but let's say this time you actually you're on the sidewalk in front of the restaurant and it's just hey I got to tell you something but have did I go back and tip no you we got to handle that no you didn't well, you didn't oh no you didn't okay it's, it's a lingering open wound oh. the door has not been closed okay all right Trevor you got that I'm ready okay. Would, Trevor, would you like to use your name, or should I call you something else? Uh, <laughs> hey, Trevor's uh, fine, but I mean, if, if, if you've got a nickname you want to use, I don't care. Um, uh, thank you so much for dinner. That was so nice, and it was it was so great to see you. I appreciate you covering dinner. I just want to say, you know, I was a, a waiter here in New York for a long time, and it's 20% because they get underpaid, and I just feel anxious, so I'm going to go back in and leave a little bit of an extra tip. I don't know if you know that. It's just really hard living here on a, on a waiter's, um, you know, salary. So I'm just going to run back in and throw a little extra tip on there. Thank you so much for getting us dinner. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So you're saying I'm fucking cheap? No, no, no. I'm saying that um, you, you haven't lived here as a waiter, so you probably are tipping like you're in another city, which obviously you're not cheap. You paid for dinner, and I so appreciate it. But, um, you know, I think it I'm really just a little like oversensitive. I'm a little oversensitive to it because I was a waiter for so long. So I just, I like to overtip, you know? Oh, so you like to overtip. So maybe I did tip enough and you're just being ridiculous. No, you, <laughs> I mean, it's 20% here and you tipped under 15% and 15, I would say is standard. So I just want to make sure that person knows what a good job they did. Oh, okay. Because, you know, I said thank you and I gave them a tip and, you know, I'm friends with them too. 
Are you? I'm pretty sure he knows how good of a job he did. Um, I just would like to throw in a little extra to be like, hey, here's your tip. Um, because I felt like... Uh, so I pay for dinner and then you're the hero because you go back in with the fucking funny. No, 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 no. You paid for dinner and then I'm I'm throwing in a, a gesture as thank you for paying for dinner. Let me get the tip. Because you obviously didn't get it. Wow, it's really getting heated. Leah's face is starting to really get stormy in here. Trevor, we're about to have a breakthrough. About to have a breakthrough. Uh, you threw me off, Chris. I'm Sorry about that, Trevor. Just, if you give a really strong reaction right now, I think we're. I think there's going to be an explosion of emotion in this room. I can feel it. Well, you know what? You can do whatever you feel is necessary, but if, if you're going to go back in, then, then maybe we should just not do dinner again. Okay. If you feel that strongly about me... Uh, Adding a tip that it's going to hurt your eagle, that you can't be my friend, then that's fine. Okay. Okay. Well, then here, how about you just pay for dinner, too? Rip's receipt. You want me to Venmo you for dinner? <laughs> I didn't want... Okay. I mean, I will. Because then I will, That's fine. I'll pay for dinner. This is how you're going to be about it. And then you can keep this with you when we're no longer friends. Leah, let's note that this was a role-play exercise for you Hello? to stand up for yourself, and it has ended with you yeah, Venmo. Yeah, but I will pay person. for the dinner. I will pay for the dinner. You know what? If that means that I get to take care of this waiter, if, if Trevor wants to be a person who not only can take care of waiters, because he's always had shit given to him, and he never had a motherfucking job, so he doesn't get what it's like to live in the real fucking world, then I'll pay for dinner, and I'll pay for his fucking dinner, and I'll feel good about myself, and then we don't have to be friends anymore. Uh, Trevor's been shocked in silence. Uh, Trevor's gone. Trevor hung up. <laughs> okay, Trevor hung up is what happened. All right. Thank you to all the callers. Thank you guys for the role play. It was intense. I noticed that very often when one of you was doing a role play, the other two looked so filled with panic was at the prospect of it. No, it no. was great. It was great. Already asking for two mean Joe, you look like really <laughs> nerve wracked. Riley, you had your face in your hands. I feel like I drank a giant coffee. I yeah. feel all right. sick. Bef Anxiety. Before ridden. we get out of here, let's go ahead. Justin Linville trapped in the iPad. How you doing in the iPad, buddy? Uh, I love having access to information and existing in a completely digital world. That does sound like Justin. All right. Yeah, I mean, that does sound like. What else are you doing in there, buddy? I think Justin Bot will do a better job than me. Thanks, man. All right, talk to you later. Ooh, look, this thing has Minecraft. Oh, <laughs> go play oh, Minecraft. Gosh. I'll talk to you next week. Justin Limbaugh trapped in an iPad. We'll be back next week with just about. Don't forget, all the people you've heard today are hosting CGP in August. ChrisGeth.com slash live is where you can watch every Wednesday at 11 p.m. Two weeks from now, Joel Rumrell bringing you on dates. Riley doing something called Klon. He refuses to be clear about. And Klon. then we have, we have, we need you to read an erotic thriller and call in to talk to Leah about your favorite part of people fucking ghosts. Woo! As always, we like to end this show with uh, local bands doing new songs. This is the great Field Mouse. It's a great, great band. One of my favorite guests ever on the Gethard Show. They just debuted a new song called In Blue. It's incredible. Check it out.
Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.